Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In our last lesson of the tafsir of the Quran through the seer of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we looked at the tafsir of Surah Al-Duha in the light of the seerah. Surah Al-Duha, the surah of the forenoon or the afternoon in the light of the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Prior to this from the seerah, we looked at what? The return of the Prophet from At-Ta'if. We stopped on the return of the Prophet from Ta'if. And when the Prophet returned from Ta'if, he returned under the refuge, under the protection of who? Mut'im ibn Adi. Now upon returning from Ta'if, the Quraysh, they realized, and we're going to go back to this part of the seerah inshallah ta'ala, because today we're going to be covering Isra wal Mi'raj. But we're going to cover something which was an introduction to Isra wa Mi'raj. And one of the reasons, other than comforting the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, one of the reasons for Isra wa Mi'raj. Because when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came back from Ta'if, the Quraysh, they realized, At-Ta'zeeb, torturing the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, persecuting him, persecuting the Sahaba, it did not work. The offers which they made to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of wealth and women and leadership, it didn't work. Every single means has not worked. So the Quraysh, they devised a new plan. And this was the last of their plan that led to Isra wal Mi'raj. And what was the new plan of the Quraysh? To cause doubt in the Prophethood of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The new doubts which the Quraysh, or the new plan which they created was this. They came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after he came back from Ta'if. They said, Ya Muhammad, ma min nabi illa yu'tihi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's never been a prophet before you, Muhammad, except Allah gives him a sign or a miracle that is a proof of his truthfulness. So they came to the Prophet that if you are a prophet, where is your sign? Where is your miracle to prove that you're a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So the Prophet وسلم, he asked them, what ayah, what sign do you want? What miracle do you want? But the miracles they wanted was seeking that which is impossible in their mind. But not impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's affair is, kun fayakun. Beaten it is. But what they sought to be impossible. That which they sought, they were not seeking it sincerely for guidance. They were seeking it to challenge the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So they came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said, that I want is for you and taj'al al-jabalu safa dhahaban. We want you right now to turn the whole of Jabal al-Safa to gold. That's the ayah we want. They came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They say, Siru Jibal an Makkah. You see all these mountains? For those who've been to Makkah, there's many mountains. That we're so bored and tired of looking at the mountains, cause all the mountains to disappear from Makkah. They came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They said, we want you to make the arid land of Makkah and Haran. Make it rivers and green. They came with all these things to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Amongst the things they came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam with was, they said, "We want you to bring back our forefathers that have passed, bring them back alive, and cause them to speak to us." They said to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "From the miracles we want to see from you, we want you an ta'aruja ila sama. We want you to ascend to the heavens, and then come back from the heavens with a book and read a book to us." These are the things they saw from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentions this in Surah Al-Isra, 
verse 90, I believe. They say, we should not believe in you, Muhammad, until you cause a spring to gush forth from the earth for us. And they said to the Prophet وسلم, or you have a garden of date and palm and grapes or cause rivers to gush forth in its midst abundantly. And they said to the Prophet وسلم, or you cause the heavens to fall upon us as you claim or you pretend or you bring or you bring Allah to us and the angels face to face. Until you do that, we're not going to believe. And they went on to say to the Prophet وسلم, that we still wouldn't believe you, even if you were to ascend to the heavens and come back until you bring a book with you. So they posed these challenges to the Prophet. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to show that this was a question they were asking, not of wanting to believe, but to challenge and seek that which is impossible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Walaw annana anzalna malaika. Even if it was to cause the angels to come to them, الْمُوتَى, and we cause the dead to speak to them, شيء, and we resurrected and brought all creations in front of them, they would never have believed. Except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills. So they were seeking these miracles. So now, when they came to the Prophet seeking these miracles, and he would say to them, It's not from me to give miracles. It's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this ayat is from Allah azza wa jal. That I'm just a man and a prophet. So now this was the new plan. We're asking for a miracle, it makes excuses. We're asking for a miracle, it makes excuses. Until people would doubt his prophethood. So this was the new plan of the Quraysh. Miracles, he refused. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them a miracle that not only one or two, but the whole of them saw a greater miracle than that which they asked for. And that great miracle was on a clear night of a full moon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it caused a full moon on a clear night to split in front of the Quraysh. One half of the moon was on Jabalu Abu Qubais. One half of the moon was there. The other half of the moon was on the opposite side of that mountain, another mountain. And between the moon, because of the full moon, they could see clearly Jabal Nur Ghalib Hira. They could see the cave in which revelation was given to the Prophet وسلم, and Jabal Nur. What ayah is clearer than this? Greater than anything they've asked for. And when they saw this ayah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when al qamar wa in yaraw ayatan yu'ridu wa yaqulu sihrun mustamir. That when they see a clear sign, when they say sihrun mustamir, this is magic. So an intelligent person from the Quraysh, he said, if this is magic, it is possible he did magic to the eye of one or two or three or four or five. But all of you, all of you, he don't say to he said, look, if the moon truly split, truly split, even those on the outskirts of Mecca will have seen it. There's a caravan, a qafila, which is coming into Mecca soon. When that qafila it arrives, we're going to ask them, the people on that caravan, bringing goods into Mecca. Did you see the splitting of the moon? And the qafila, that it arrived, the caravan arrived. And they asked the people on the caravan, they said, we saw the splitting of the moon outside Mecca. 
So now they had no other arguments, the Quraysh, but they still disbelieved. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he used this as an introduction to something which is greater that their mind could never even comprehend. And this is a lesson, inshallah ta'ala, in our last class today, inshallah ta'ala, usir for Ramadan, that Ramadan is a month of Quran. And this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the second surah opens in what? That will believe in the ghayb, the unseen, fundamental. Even if it doesn't make sense, you cannot comprehend it, you must believe in it. And this is one of the greatest lessons of Isra al Mi'raj. Because now, in the century we're living in, you have people that reject, they say, it doesn't make sense to me, these affairs of the unseen. And there's many issues we're going to look at today. You think, you know what? According to your mind, our capacity of thinking is not possible. This is one lesson I want to draw from this. Because you have many people on YouTube nowadays, they doubt the swelling of Yunus They say Salih is a, is a miracle of the camel coming out of the mount. Not true. They doubt the coming of Isa, the, the coming back of Isa salam, the Dab, many things from the unseen. So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came with greater miracle and that was Isra wal Mi'raj. What is an Isra wal Mi'raj? As always do in our class of fiqh, Ya Aba Amitillah, we start with what? The definition. What is Al Isra? Linguistically, naam. MashaAllah, you've been doing your homework. You've been preparing for the class before the class, MashaAllah. Naam. Al Israr linguistically means Al Mashu Bilay, to travel at night. It's a night journey. It's a night journey. So if Allah said Asrayna, we went on a journey, it means it was particularly at night, linguistically. Istilahan, scientifically, Al Isra huwa Al Mashu Bilay, min Al Masjid Al Haram ila Al Masjid Al Aqsa. Is the journey from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa. And al-Aqsa linguistically means the most furthest. And it's called al-Aqsa li-bu'dihi, due to its far distance. So this is Isra. That the Prophet went on a night journey from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa. And here we said Masjid al-Haram. And when we look at the journey of the Prophet the hadith, it starts from where? The house of the Prophet And based on this, the ulama, Sr. Shaykh bin Baz, that the reward of getting 100,000 for every single salah is not necessarily in Masjid al-Ka'bah. It's not at the Kaaba. Any masjid that's within the boundaries of the Haram, you get 100,000. Any masjid in Mecca, within that boundary, you pray one salah is equal to 100,000 anywhere else. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Says Subhanallah Asra bi Abdihi Laylan min al Masjid al Haram. That he took the Prophet Laylan from Masjid al Haram. And where was he? In his house. So this is Isra. As for Mi'raj, what does Mi'raj mean linguistically? It means to, you know, Surah Al Ma'arij, Ya Abdullah. Ma'arij. Sa'ala sa'ilun bi adabin waqi'. What's the meaning of Ma'arij? Ta'aruju ilayhi al Malaika. Uh huh. What's ma'arij? Barakallahu feek, mashaAllah. The ascension, it means to ascend. Min Allahi dhil ma'arij. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the owner, the possessors of ways of ascension. So mi'raj linguistically means to ascend. Scientifically, al mi'raj is the ascension of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Min masjid al aqsa ila sama al sabi'ah. Onto the seventh heaven and after the seventh heaven. 
So this is Isra wa Mi'raj. So how did this Isra wa Mi'raj, how did it happen? Jibreel, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while the Prophet was in the house sleeping. And the roof or the ceiling at the house of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Fataha, he opened up. Opened up. How he opened up? Allahu a'alam. But he opened up. And we have to believe in it. If the hadith is sahih, we have to accept it. And he took the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through the roof to Masjidul Haram. And he split open the chest of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There are those that will say this was maybe a dream. A dream is not a miracle. Anybody could dream something in a miracle. It doesn't make a miracle. This was physical. And this is the second time of splitting the chest of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first time was when the Prophet was in Banu Sa'd, with Banu Sa'd, with Halima Sa'diyah. At the age of four, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And to show it was physical and not metaphorical, the children, they ran back to Halima Sa'diyah. And what were they saying? Qutila Muhammad, Qutila Muhammad. Muhammad has been murdered. Because they saw Jibril wrestling the Prophet to the ground and he split open his chest. And he took away from his chest a black blood clot. And he said, This is the part of shaitan from you. He threw it out and he washed the heart of the Prophet with Zamzam and put his heart back in. This second time, he also took out the heart of the Prophet washed it with Zamzam. But there's a difference this time. He came with a vessel of gold and he was filled with hikmah with iman with wisdom and faith and he poured it into the chest of the prophet and he sold back the chest of the prophet after this jibreel ascended an animal to take the prophet on this journey the name of this animal was buraq and al buraq one footstep one footstep is as far as his eye can see so if there's a clear path, if you could see 10 kilometers, one kilometer, that's one footstep of Burak. One footstep. And it was said that this is the animal that Ibrahim السلام, he used to ride. Burak, Jibril got on it, and the Prophet was behind Jibril. And they went to Masjid al-Aqsa. Upon reaching Masjid al-Aqsa, the Prophet he tied Burak to the masjid, and they entered the masjid. And when they entered Masjid al-Aqsa, all the anbiya, all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were in Masjid al-Aqsa. وَصَلَّ بِهِمْ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Prophet led all the anbiya in salah. This shows the excellence of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He led all the anbiya in salah. After leading them in salah, Jibreel came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with two vessels. One containing milk and the other containing alcohol. And he, chose him, he told him to choose. The Prophet ﷺ, he chose the one containing milk. So he said, Hudita, you've been guided. Wuhudiyat ummatuk, and your ummah has been guided. If you're chosen alcohol, then you become destroyed and gone astray. After this, Jibreel ﷺ, he took the Prophet ﷺ on the beginning now of the ascension to the heavens. So he took the Prophet ﷺ to the sama, to the heavens, the first heaven. And when he got to the first heaven, he sought permission for the gates to be opened. Because every single heaven has angels who are guarding it. He sought permission. So he said, man, the angel said, who is it? He said, Muhammad. And they asked, has he been sent? Has revelation been given to him? He said, yes. Then the gates of the first heavens was opened to the Prophet Upon reaching the gate of the first heaven, the Prophet saw Adam, our father. 
He gave him salam, he replied the salam, and he welcomed the Prophet sallallahu And he attested to the nubuwa, the prophethood of the Prophet sallallahu When he saw Adam, Adam at, at Swida, عن يمينه وشماني, had blacknesses on his right and left, meaning a large crowd. And when he looked at the right, he would laugh and smile. When he looked at the left, he would cry. And Jibreel said to the Prophet sallallahu the ones on his right, these are the successful ones from his offspring. And Adam, when he looked at them, he knows the end journey is Jannah, he will laugh. And when he looked at his left, these are Ashqiya, the wretched ones from his offspring that are going to the hellfire. After this, they went to Asama Athani. They went to the second heaven. They sought permission again and it was opened for them. The Prophet, upon entering the second heaven, he met two prophets that are cousins. What two prophets are cousins? Yeah, Mus'ab. Which two prophets are cousins? And this shows the ni'mah, the father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Bani Israel. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was sent to them at the same time sometimes. Two prophets, brothers, Harun and Musa. And sometimes cousins. Which two cousins, yeah, Mus'ab, were, or which two prophets were cousins? Na'am. Isa wa Yahya. In the second heaven, Isa and Yahya. They were cousins. Then he gave them salam, they replied the salam, they welcomed him, they attested or they testified to the Prophet prophethood. They went to the third heaven. At the third heaven, and every single heaven gives a salam. It is something significant to stand out. The Prophet will mention it to the people. So when he reached the third heaven, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he met in the third heavens, he met Yusuf alayhi salam. He said that for Yusuf, when he saw him, he said he's been given half of the beauty of this dunya. So everything you see in this dunya, everything that you find beautiful, Yusuf and his mother have half of that beauty. Half of that beauty. Imagine. That's why. The women, they couldn't hold themselves back. That this is not a human being. How the malaki, this is an angel. But the lesson we should draw from that, subhanAllah, is if this is the beauty of Yusuf, السلام, what about the beauty of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala? SubhanAllah. He was given half of the beauty of dunya. Then he went to the fourth heaven, did the same thing, gave salam, the supply was, salam was replied. And he met who? Idris, السلام, the one Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, said, we've raised him to a place Ali, a high station. The Prophet went to the fifth heaven and he met Harun. He gave him salam. Harun replied as salam. Attested to the Prophethood of the Prophet. Then he went to the sixth heaven and met Musa salam. The one that said they say it has as'ila as-su'al al-jari. Direct questions. So he saw Musa salam, and when the Prophet was leaving to go to the seventh heaven, Musa began to cry. And the Prophet وسلم, asked Jibreel why he's crying. He said, there's come a man after me. Woo, more people from his ummah are going to enter Jannah than my ummah. There's not an ummah that's going to be more in numbers in Jannah than the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu Alhamdulillah that made us part of this ummah. Ummah Khalida. Then the Prophet sallallahu reached the seventh heaven. And he met the one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls ummah, a nation by himself. Due to his tawheed, Ibrahim salam. And when he got to the seventh heaven, the significant thing again, which the Prophet mentioned, he said, 
that when he got to the seventh heaven, Ibrahim السلام, he gave him salam, replied to salam, and the back of Ibrahim السلام, was rested, he was sitting against Al Bayt Al Ma'mur. And this is an honor for Ibrahim. Because Al Bayt Al Ma'mur, so great it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by him in the Quran. Wal Bayt Al Ma'mur. What is Al Bayt Al Ma'mur? They say Al Bayt Al Ma'mur li ahli sama kaka'bati ahli al ard. For the people of the heavens, this Baytul Ma'mur is like the Kaaba for the people of the earth. And this Baytul Ma'mur, Ibn Kathir Rahimullah Ta'ala said, Lo Sakata, if Baytul Ma'mur was to fall from the heavens, it would land in the exact position of the Kaaba. This Baytul Ma'mur, who is doing tawaf around it? That Ibrahim والسلام, is resting again. The Prophet وسلم, said, Yadhulu fihi, that Baytul Ma'mur on every single day, Sab'oon al Malak, 70,000 angels enter this Baytul Ma'mur on a daily basis. And the same 70,000 that enter today were not the same 70,000 of yesterday or the next day. Every single day, there's new amount of 70,000 angels entering Baytul Ma'mur. And it's honor for Ibrahim that the same way, Ibrahim Ismail, the same way he raised the foundation of Kaaba of the earth. It was with Baytul Ma'mur. So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi saw Ibrahim at Baytul Ma'mur. And he gave salam to him. He replied the salam of the Prophet sallallahu And he attested to the Prophethood of the Prophet sallallahu After this, the Prophet sallallahu went to a place no Bashar has ever been before. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned. After the seventh heaven, he went further. So far, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَكَانَ قَابَ أَوْ أَدْنَى what is a qawus? A qawus is a bow, right? That he reached to a point or distance that was a distance or nearness of two bows or even closer. Distance to who? Distance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A distance of two bows. Nobody has ever, ever reached this. That it was said that the Prophet sallallahu he reached so near, he could hear sariful aqlamul malaika. You could hear the scratching of the angels into the books, what they were writing. Nobody's ever reached it before. So the Prophet ﷺ was taken until we reached a point that even Jibreel could not go further. Muntaha. A sidra, which is a low tree, but it's called Al Muntaha, the absolute boundary. This is the boundary that everything that goes, everything that goes to Allah ascends to him, this is the end point. And everything that distends from Allah, this is the end point. Sidratul Muntaha. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, This Sidratul Muntaha. Ma ahad yastati an yan'ituha. Nobody, or an yan'ituha. Nobody can describe it min husni jamaliha. Min husniha wa jamaliha. Nobody could describe it due to his beauty. That the waraqa, awraquha, the leaves of this tree, Ka'adhan al-fiyala The ears of elephants That's how large the, the leaves were And it was laid out in gold And the Prophet ﷺ described the Sidratul Muntaha So he reached a Sidratul Muntaha And at this end boundary Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He obligated upon the Prophet ﷺ The daily prayers Khamsuna salah 50 prayers upon the Prophet ﷺ so the five prayers where we have today, where people are doing cocktail, was salata, where they join together when they shouldn't do and they find it very difficult, it was 50. And if Allah ordered us with this, we will have to do it. 
Maybe every half an hour you're praying, praying, praying. Fifth salah. The Prophet sallallahu now started to descend. So he went to the seventh. Until he reached the sixth. And then Musa alayhi salam. Don't ask direct questions. Shadeed fi deenillah. He said, What did your Lord impose, obligate upon you? He said, 50 salat. He said, Return to your Lord. And ask him to lighten it. Because Musa alayhi salam was always very, very, very direct. That's why when he met Adam alayhi salam, he said, Anta Adam? Are you Adam that made a mistake and got us kicked out of Jannah? Are you Adam? It was very direct, Musa, and very shadeed. You know, we know the story of Musa when he killed a man. He hit him and the man died. Jayid, so Musa was very direct. So the Prophet went back until he reduced to 40 salah daily. And every time he would come back to Musa, he said, go back. Your ummah, they will never be able to do it. Or they will not be able to do it, not they will refuse to do it. So he kept going back until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reduced it to five. And after five, Musa said to the Prophet go back to your Lord. And the Prophet said, I feel shy of my Lord now. So it became five. So the Prophet to show the importance of salah, furida was obligated in the heavens. So the Prophet وسلم, he came back to where? Masjid Al-Aqsa from Mi'raj. And from Masjid Al-Aqsa, the Prophet came back to Masjid Al-Haram, to his house. The next day, the Prophet the Quraysh, with their new plan, they came to him again. They said, what miracle have you got now? So the Prophet gave them the miracle of Isra Mi'raj. That what a miracle last night, I was taken in a single night to Masjid Al-Aqsa. And I saw all the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I was taken on ascension to the night until I reached the seventh heaven and after the seventh heaven. Abu Jahl, he knows now this is Mas'al Qatila. This is the finish in his head of the Prophet. This is what's going to destroy him. He said, Is it? He said, Yes. He said, Are you ready to say this in front of everybody? He said, Yes. He gathered the whole of the Quraysh. He said, Tell them what you just told me. When the Prophet told the Quraysh, the Quraysh, there were those who were clapping. You know, like, I can't what nonsense. There were those who were hitting their heads with their hands. There were those who were rolling on the floor laughing. That it takes us a month to go alone to Bilal Sham, that region. Another month to come back. And you say you did this in a single night. Not only did you do this in a single night, you even went to the heavens. You went to the heavens. So now they went to the strongest and the most ardent support of the Prophet. Abu Bakr as Siddiq. Because he hadn't heard yet. He hadn't heard it from the mouth of the Prophet. So they went to him and said, have you heard what your friend is saying? So they narrated it to him. So Abu Bakr Siddiq, he took the manhaj, a Muslim shuhab, the manhaj, muhaddithin, that if it's sahih, we accept it. He said, if he has said it, because he hasn't heard it himself, if he has said it, then it's true. They say, you have more intellect than this. Abu Bakr Siddiq, he said, wait, hakum, woe unto you. Woe unto you. How would I not believe him? Yatini bi min as he comes to me with revelations and news of the heavens night and day. Night and day. And I believe that. For in Qur'an, if he has said it, Sadaqah. He's spoken the truth. And that's how I received the title Abu Bakr Siddiq. And Siddiqi is a level after Nabi, uh, Nubuwa. It's the next level below prophethood. So it's just a level below prophethood. And there's many Siddiqin in this ummah. But Abu Bakr al-Siddiq is the leader of the Siddiqin. 
So when Abu Bakr Siddiq, he said this to, to, to them, they went back to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and started to taunt or mock the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then said to him that if indeed you do go to Masjid Al-Aqsa, they saw another impossible miracle. We want you now to describe Masjid Al-Aqsa to us in details. Now just imagine this, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us siddiqin wa shuhada. Those Allah ta'ala says, whoever obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, those are the ones that Allah ta'ala has bestowed of his favors upon. Minan nabiyyin wa siddiqin wa shuhada wa salihin. From the prophets, the siddiqin, the shuhada, the martyrs, jayyid, and the righteous. So if Allah Ta'ala has bestowed these favors upon us, inshallah Ta'ala, when we enter Jannah, we'll see the Anbiya, Siddiqeen. When you see the Anbiya of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, what is going to be on your mind, SubhanAllah? You see the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Sahaba, you're going to be thinking, I've met Musa Alayhi Salam, but look at the wall. That's going to be the last thing on your mind. You're going to be overtaken by that. So now, the Prophet is going to mention Aqsa. Do you think what's in his mind is the pillars, the in-depth details, the writing on the wall of Masjid? It's not in his mind. So they sought this from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Descriptive detail of Masjid Al-Aqsa. At that moment, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala brought an image of Masjid Al-Aqsa in front of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he described this in detail. That those who had been to Masjid Al-Aqsa from the Mushrikeen, they said, Amma faqad As for the description, is come with it exactly. So the Quraysh now, no other way out. But they still continued upon their stubbornness. But the Prophet ﷺ continued upon his mission. The very next morning, he told the Ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated upon you five daily prayers. And that same day, Jibreel came to the Prophet ﷺ. In the first hour of every salah, he prayed with him. The second day he came, and the last period of every salah, he prayed with him. And he said, As-salah Salah is between these two periods. So you shouldn't pray before or after it, to show the two period of as-salah. Now there's many fawaid, many benefits, inshallah ta'ala, Isra mi'raj, first class after Ramadan, that will serve as a revision of this Isra mi'raj, going to go to fawaid. I'm going to go to importance of the benefits of it. First of foremost, as-salah, which Allah ta'ala obligated in seven heaven. And I say this as a reminder of Ramadan, that if we, or we know anybody in Ramadan, that is not praying in Ramadan, we should tell them to pray with intention to continue to pray after Ramadan. That Allah Ta'ala obligated Ramadan, obligated As-Salah, the five daily prayer. That Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala that says, Kutiba alaykum as-siyam, that siyam has been prescribed for you. It's also said, Inna as-salata kanat ala min kitab al-mufuta, that salah is prescribed for the believers at set times. At set times. To pray on time, to pray in jama'ah. Some of the ulama, they say the one that misses Salah in Ramadan, it has no fast. Because some of the ulama, they say Tariqus Salah, the one that leaves Salah completely, completely is a kafir. And some of them say it's a fasid. As for the one that leaves it out of denial of obligation, it's outside the fall of Islam likewise. So the issue of Salah, very, 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 very important. There's no action that's the support of Salah with this month of Ramadan. Try to pray your Sunnah prayers, pray Taraweeh, make sure you go for every Taraweeh. For the young people especially, don't do the way of the Yahud, of seeking a way out. Many young people in Taraweeh, they wait for the second rak'ah. And then when the man's in ruku', they join the ruku' quickly. Do that rak'ah, stand up for the next rak'ah, and he prays it like a rak'ah, like a thunderstorm. Bang! And he's done two rak'ah. 
Don't be those brothers at the back of the masjid sitting there with your back against the masjid saying, you know what, I'm following the Imam, I'm reading what he's reading. Make this a month of ibadah, especially with salah and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Quran. Inshallah, we end here, our last class before Ramadan, inshallah.